0: Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Silver Lining podcast. This is your host, Wendy Rosenthal, an intuitive healer and mindset coach for women, who is here to help you see the gift in disguise in the ups and downs in life so that you heal the mind, body, and spirit. Why? because I know it is possible, because I am not letting a cancer diagnosis stop me from living my best life. And I can teach you too, how to break free from anxiety and overwhelm from a life-changing diagnosis or event so that you can remember your healing potential and create the life that you desire hello my beautiful friend and welcome to another episode in the podcast happy to have you here and and i hope you're having a great day an amazing day whatever day it is you listen to the podcast today and um and i say this because i've um i've had a few responses or messages on instagram and that's from all the different shares and videos that i that i have there so number one if we are not friends on instagram Um, Let's connect. Why not? (laughs) Go and find me at Wendy for Wellness. Because often I'm sharing just regular everyday routines or lifestyle. And in between, I do share a little bit of lessons, experiences, shares, things that I consider are very, um, they can be helpful and supportive for some of you guys who are probably trying to manage your mental health, staying healthy overall. And really trying to find a way of, of finding peace and love in our lives, regardless of whatever is going on around us. Because, yeah, you know, life is so short, but yet somehow we get it a little bit complicated. Our mind, our minds get it complicated. And sometimes it doesn't really need to be that way. So the more little steps we take to having more fun, to making sure that we do take care of ourselves first... And then also that we, we are consciously making the best choices for us for our purpose so that we are really, um, doing things because we, we love to do the things that we want to do and obtain the desires that we, that we want. So I really feel that we all deserve it and we can still have an amazing life regardless or even with blank that's that's the thing that I always say you can still have a a very healthy loving life even with cancer even with trauma even with um, some loss that you might have had in the last couple of years even with whatever it is that life is throwing at you because we do have the potential to create the life that we want so it is really up to us I think and so speaking about that Um, I've, what I wanted to share today in today's podcast was more related about how or why people still hold on to past, um, past beliefs, past trauma in particular. And, oh yes. And this is going back to those messages that I was getting earlier that I mentioned earlier in my Instagram, because some of the things that I share, you know, I'm dancing, I'm, I'm doing fun things. And, um, like, like if you go find me on Instagram, if you don't follow me yet at Wendy for wellness, you'll see that I share a lot about my cancer experience, the cancer journey that I share, um, some of the stuff about my childhood things that had happened to me or the beliefs that I created since I was really young and how in a way that created trauma in my mind, in my body, And then I also share things about other people, um, obviously without naming names, um, but overall when I share all all of these things, I try to twist it into a a very warm uh, and somewhat accepted experience in a sense that you watch it or you read it, you might identify yourself with it, but then you don't feel so bad about it because number one you probably don't feel alone anymore because you either find me um, who has gone through the same challenges as you, or you might find other people in there that comment that are all just also just like you. And I often do it having fun, you know, when I'm showing up and sharing my videos, because that, that really is the belief that I'm creating for myself. And I want to teach you guys is that again and again and again, and I will repeat it so many times that you can still have the life that you desire even with the challenges that we might have along the way, even with the past trauma. And one of the things that I've seen very often and that I have studied in, in my trainings about mental health, about the subconscious mind and how can we quote-unquote heal or cure ourselves from the past um, is that a lot of us, you know, even decades later, you know, however old we are now, we're still carrying healed childhood trauma. And a lot of us are not so aware of it. And <clears throat> for example, like I am in my 40s. I know a lot of people around my same age, you know, maybe in their 50s or so that I can I see them or I hear them or when we talk and have a session in in which we are in a safe space for them to feel comfortable in sharing and open themselves up to me and I can tell what some of those blocked beliefs are or even blocked emotions are and we can go into the session and look into exactly what that belief is because once again sometimes it's not that obvious And we can even see where exactly was created and the people who were around and influenced into that belief. Overall, it is a really in-depth session. But the main thing that I wanted to share in the podcast today is that a lot of us are walking around through life not knowing that we're carrying a lot of this unhealed trauma. And however old you are right now, you know, some of us are in our 40s, maybe 50s, or 30s. If you're not feeling like yourself, if you're not feeling comfortable, if you're not feeling like life is really happening for you and somehow you think that everything bad is happening, that you're getting your you have setback after setback that you get pushed you know out of your your dreams and, and projects and somehow things are just so challenging and difficult for you to obtain whatever that might be you know in relationships in in your career in your job in money in anything and sometimes we might wonder and question like what is going on like why can't I get ahead you know ahead of um, to the point where I want to be so a lot of us are really walking around with all those unhealed trauma that, again, we might not be aware <clears throat> that we had them in the first place. Okay, just a second. Let me have a sip of my tea. Um, and the thing is that, again, a lot of it probably was created when we, when we were little. And if you didn't know, this is what happens according to studies out there or research. From the time when we are born up to when we are 7 to 10 years old is when all of our belief systems are created. For example, this is where we start really developing our self-identity, who we really are, but overall, not just like, oh, I'm Wendy, I'm a female, you know, I'm a daughter, single child, whatever. No, it's beyond that also is, you know, is where you, your identity as a human being, as a person, your self-worth, how important you think or believe you are. And again, this is based on your experiences so far, Um, in which you also start believing the, you know, creating the beliefs that have to do with your safety as in, Okay, if you feel important, then you also feel that you are loved and you're taken care of by your family or parents. Whereas if there are other kids out there who are abandoned, maybe they didn't live with both parents or maybe just one parent or they just had a caregiver or even foster care, whatever that might be, in which they they come from abusive families, probably their self esteem is going to be low. Probably their identity is going to be also distorted in which they don't think they are worth it. They don't think they're important. They don't think that they matter that they, because, and this is a perfect example for some of the kids that were, let's say, abandoned by their parents. And I've seen cases of them. Um, I've treated people with that scenario in which both parents, they left and the kid was just either left out on the streets or they were dropped off at some place or with some aunt or something like that and so in their mind they created this belief oh my gosh i must not be important because both my parents left so who am i and they walk around and again this is also a compound effect that will start creating all their beliefs and thinking well if i'm not important if nobody cares about me then i might not be perfect i might not be a good person and then it carries over right and then they might think and these are just examples but they might think well whatever i do doesn't work it doesn't matter what i do nothing is going to you know i have bad luck um that i'm not successful i don't i don't do or create good things or nice things Um, And some people, you know, they just continue believing all the set of beliefs that start to be created (laughs) since the time again when they are born until when they are about 10 years old. And so that's why it is very important that during that time, and even some psychologists do say that the very first three, I think it's three years or three months, I can't remember, I just listened to that again this week that the very, I think it's three years, the very first three years of your life, those are the most important ones because those are the ones that you really pick up anything and everything that is set around you or said to you, that you observe, that you feel, that you see, that you hear, that you touch. And people sometimes underestimate babies, but they don't talk, they might not talk, they might make noises, they don't, they're just laying around, but babies are so perceptive, they are picking up every information and like really imagine, they are just newborn, right, they're like a fresh start of life, they're this little blob of tissue and bones and body and skin, right, and it's just started to form and develop, And imagine their brains, how fast and quickly they also got to develop. And in that process of development, their their brain at the physical level mentally also is developing, again, all of those beliefs that I mentioned that are the most important ones, the way how we identify ourselves, how we feel safe or protected, how we feel that we belong to a place again, to the example of that kid that was abandoned. So if he feels like he's alone in life, that nobody cares about him, that he's not important, then he's also going to think that, well, I must not belong here in this world, or I might not belong in this family, and so on. And let me tell you this, from experience, in the times that I've had sessions with a lot of people that come with a variety of problems, you know, like, um, uh, um what do you call those things? quote air quotes oh my gosh I can't hold on let me have another sip of tea (laughs) so not every day I I drink coffee so not always I'm quite awake but also I don't think coffee keeps me awake food that. so is I'm recording this around 11 I haven't had breakfast yet I have my celery juice now my tea so maybe that's why I don't know but bear with me and thank you I love you (laughs) so um, so yeah, so imagine a lot of the the our development, not just at the physical level, but also at the mental level, is really started to happen since the time, or even before we we're born. Obviously, right? Because we're still developing in our mom's womb. And actually, to tell you the truth, in some of the sessions that I've had or I've given to some people, and including myself, when I have received received a session. Sometimes the, the subconscious mind will take us back to a moment in time before our, our birth. It has happened to me. mine, it happened when I was actually being born. and I had some other clients where they, they went back um, to a moment, bef- uh, yeah, before birth because they could not see anything they could only hear and feel. And so, and by the way, when I tell you all these things, is because in the session, what we do is a past regression, uh, um, not past life uh, per se. However, with some people, it does happen. But we do a regression to to past moments in our life, right? And so. So, yeah. So then we walk around with all this trauma that has happened since we were really young. And now I'm going to give you some examples. Okay. I'm going to give you some of the examples that maybe it, if it happens to you, be very um, gentle and in, in, in really take a few minutes and accept the fact that maybe you've lived your life not knowing that you had that trauma in your life. Because again, a lot of this is so it's hidden and we don't realize because we've, we've gotten so used to in, in living in a certain way, our mind is programmed in believing in certain sets of beliefs that we don't think that there's anything wrong, or at least that's what we desire. We wish to think, right? Like there's nothing wrong with me, like I'm okay. But to tell you the truth, everybody is quote unquote damaged. Everybody has trauma. There is no one person in this world that does not have any kind of trauma. Number one, because even just the fact of being born, it is a traumatic experience for the body and for the soul. Whether it was in a c section, natural birth, it doesn't matter. It is a traumatic experience. But we cope, we we get over it, right? Because I mean it's just part of life. And that's our very first case or experience of trauma in our life. So and then after that, you know, when we maybe when we fell off the bike and we didn't have anybody around us to, to comfort us, maybe when we get a bad grade and then we thought, oh my gosh, my parents are not going to be happy with me um, because they got a bad grade in school. You know, or maybe when you were waiting for your parents to pick you up from school, but they somehow were late, but then you thought that they forgot about you. You know, all those little things that are not like in retrospect now as an adult, if you think back, you don't think, oh, that wasn't such a big deal. But in that moment, it was because if you were young and in that moment you were going through something like that, it is. it was the time when you were starting to, again, create the sets of beliefs about you. And about the life around you okay so here are some of the examples that are indicative that somebody in this case all of us i really think um have gone or do have unhealed childhood trauma okay number one if you are and this is again a not uh not specific um order i'm just throwing all, all some of these things out so number one is like people pleasing or trying to fix others. So if you find yourself that you're always trying to do things for other people, that it is hard for you to say no, that your neighbor is asking you for a favor, but then you, you're crunching time, you don't have enough time, but then you're like, okay, I'll do it. If your family, especially with family, why is it so hard for us to say no to our family? First of all and to think about it it was really our family who kind of you know created all those all those <laughs> unhealed trauma from from the beginning but if it is hard for you to say no to your family that's that's number one uh, indicative that you know if you are trying to fix other people's problems if you're trying to please other people That there is some sort of trauma that is not, has not been healed, that you're trying to compensate. I can tell you in depth exactly the reasonings of why of many of these things, because for every person is going to be very different, because it is really dependent on your own experience. Because I am a people pleaser. I know that. I am in recovery and I'm way better now because I set my boundaries, but I have been probably you are also a people pleaser. The reasons why you are a people pleaser in a certain way is very different compared to the way I have been a people pleaser because my experiences have been very different from yours. So we both had a different set of experiences, different emotions, different feelings, but at the end of the day, the common thing that we have, you and I, is that probably it is hard for us to say no to the family or people around us. Therefore, we give in. Therefore, we don't, we don't take care of ourselves first. We don't think our, our needs are more important than anybody else. And then what happens at the end of the day? We're exhausted, right? You are exhausted and it feels like, oh my God, like can I even get a break, you know? And then you don't have mental clarity. It's not easy for you to think through, to to decide on the things that you want to do, that you feel exhausted all the time and physically your body is feeling it too and you get sick or tired. You don't have even the energy to get out of bed. So So again, these are some of the signs, so just pay attention to that, okay? And with people pleasing or fixing others, again, it is very tied together with the difficulty of setting boundaries. Why is it so hard for us to set up boundaries? Again, I can tell you from your experience, I can tell you from mine, because a lot of us who are pleasing others before policing ourselves, we're looking for validation. And that's the next thing that I wanted to share as well. The unhealed trauma, it is that, or a sign of it, is that a lot of us are, feel, are seeking external validation that we need to feel that we are important because we don't feel it ourselves. We don't believe it um, ourselves. So for some reason, I don't know, Like it's, it is very interesting that a lot of us will believe other people before we believe ourselves. And it's more especially, you know, it's, but it's more especially when it comes to positive reinforcement or positive affirmation, like you, um, well, I don't want to say exactly you, but some of us, or let's say me, right? I wouldn't think I'm important. I wouldn't think that I can get my goals. I can achieve what I want. I wouldn't believe any of that stuff, which is a good thing. I mean, those are good outcomes, right? Like believing that I can be successful, that I can have anything that I want. All those positive things, I bet you other people believe that about me, my family and friends. They look at me, they're like, oh my gosh, Wendy, you are so good. You're so successful. You're so resourceful. You're so good at this. You know, like you have it. You Like I, I am inspired by you. I wish I can be you. I hear that actually. But then most likely, and again, this is an example because I'm way better now than before. But in the past, I'll be like, no way. Like, I, I don't see that. Like you, oh, thank you. You're so nice. And in my mind, I'm like, thank you for lying. I would never believe what people will say those things about me. To tell you the truth, I never I never believed positive reinforcement from people. And this also has to do with another reason or another um Um, evidence of unhealed trauma is that losing trust because when we have hurt, when we are hurt, when we have gone through trauma, no matter what kind of trauma it is, we don't trust people anymore. We don't trust people and we don't trust ourselves. So we question everything. We question what people say. We question what we say about ourselves. So we kind of mute our internal voice. We don't want to hear that. That's why a lot of us, a lot of people with unhealed trauma, they don't, they don't do um, positive self-talk. They don't praise themselves. They don't feel good about themselves because they don't really think or believe that there's something good about them. So again, we mute our internal voice. We turn up the volume of the external voice and whatever other people say about us, we believe it. And most of the time, the things that stay in your mind, in your brain, is if they do say something negative about you. Because when people, again, back to my example, when people say good things about you, we don't believe it. So that won't stay in your mind. Really take a note, look back, take maybe pause this episode and take like a few minutes and think about when was the time that somebody said something good about you? And how was your response? What did you say? How did you feel about it? Did you really believe it? Did you kind of wonder like, are they just being nice? Like, I don't know why they say that. Did you question it or did you not? And if you, and, and again, if they also in the same way, think about a time that somebody questioned you and say something negative about you or didn't believe in you. What was your response? Did you believe it right away? Most likely we did. (laughs) Most likely we don't question again and again. I have to repeat it because it has to stay in your mind so you understand. And understanding is really powerful. When something, whether it's somebody, is saying a positive thing about you, we question it. It's like instinctively we question a positive thing. Um, reinforcement a positive thing about us but when there is a negative thing we take it in we believe it I don't know call me crazy but tell me actually do this exercise and hit me up DM me send me an email at Wendy for wellness on Instagram and tell me how that was like am I right or actually prove me wrong and tell me no Wendy I do you know which I You know what? I don't want to say also like, oh, it never happens to anybody. Yes, for some people, and I will tell you, ever since I started my own healing uh, journey, I've started doing that kind of exercise unconsciously. I wasn't really aware I was doing it. And then I started shifting, obviously, after studying about about the mind, about our beliefs, and being around coaches and being coached. Then I'm way, way better about my beliefs and question myself, in which to the point that now I praise myself. I I do all the things for myself. I put myself first because I want to really encourage that side of me and erase, crash all the old negative beliefs that I had about me. Okay. So that is one of the things. Um, Then also codependency. When we don't think that we are enough, we don't think we are important. Um, we rely on other people. We believe what other people say. And we don't trust ourselves that we can um, um, make a good choice about life. And we want things to be done for us in a way because we don't believe um, ourselves. We don't think that we can do it. So that is another sign as well. Um, Then the other thing that I've mentioned I think oh yeah I did mention at the beginning is that (sighs) some of us who do have this unhealed trauma from our childhood we might have this fear of abandonment and that's because pretty much all of us at some point felt that we were left off on our own we were abandoned by a parent by a uh a family member um, even as adults, we can see that we can project that old belief in, for example, being abandoned by our spouse or lover or whoever we're with. And I had cases, I had people who do some other issues, for example, in relationships is that they can't hold a relationship. Even me, I'm still single. And sometimes I even wonder, like, Wendy, why is it that you still haven't found a Uh, Someone to be with forever, let's say, right? (laughs) And don't get me wrong. I have had really in my, in the past, my relationships have always been long lasting relationships and very profound. I was never dating here and there and having many, 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 many boyfriends. The ones that I had, they were very solid relationships for a very long time until the end, right? So maybe there is a fear of commitment. I don't know. And that's also a sign of unhealed trauma. But there's this, if somebody is always um, maybe with a fear of commitment or not being able to engage or thinking that, again, um, this is an issue of safety and security, that thinking that his or her life is not going to be safe or the same or stable. Um, and so their choices are poor. They, they don't seem to have a good way of solving challenges and all that. It might also be because there's this fear of ab- abandonment because changes are difficult, right? Any kind of changes. And whenever you make a choice, that is a change. Whenever you choose something, whatever that might be, it is a change. It is taking you a little bit, you know, um, on a different path in life that many times it's it's a good, it's a good way of of going on that path. But again, for the mind, it's like, oh my gosh, no, like, why do we want to change? Everything is nice and cozy, even with the trauma that we have. That's what your mind is thinking and trying to keep you safe. Because even if that change will be a positive thing for you in the long term, for the mind, it doesn't register that yet. It doesn't think that. And so it's best just to stay in the same way. Because in many situations, it's better to be in a crappy relationship, let's say, than go on an adventure and finding out what else is out there that is going to take time, effort, energy, and maybe more rejection than staying in a relationship that you know, however, you know, however bad it might be, but you're still with somebody. Again, this is an example. Okay. Uh, tolerating abusive behavior because again, we don't think we are enough. We don't think we are important, that we deserve better. So what do we do? We just give in. We don't think that uh, we deserve a better treatment. So we just tolerate abusive behavior. And also this goes along with attractive, attracting narcissist people. And I've had a, a good number of women, especially who have helped, that they were not aware of, but, um, in their family, in their past experiences, they've had, had people in their family who were narcissists and they didn't make him feel good. Looking back, obviously, that's their realization. But in that moment, they didn't know any better. And oftentimes, we think that we got to trust family, right? So Again, because we are not seeing our self-worth. We don't think that we are important. We don't think that we deserve better. So we just give in to whatever or anybody out there who is giving even like the smallest sign of attention. Because here's the thing too. Attention, it doesn't matter how it comes, it's attention anyway, right? So we're getting seen, we're getting uh, the attention of someone, even if that attention is a negative thing, even if it comes with punishment, even if if it comes with uh, neglect, even if it comes with abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse, but it is attention. So definitely this is a sign of unhealed childhood trauma. And in that sense, also living on high alert, like always being anxious, always being stressed out, always being on the lookout or even always thinking something bad is going to happen. I know a good amount of people, in fact, actually not even going too far. My mom, Um, I think I shared this in the past and that... I know we both have talked about it because there's some things about her that I feel that there is some sort of trauma in the past that she has not been able to see. And I tell her about it. It's just challenging for me to go and help her out with it because one, I'm her daughter. So there is interest, conflict of interest. And then also... It might trigger my own traumas because much of my own trauma comes from my mom, (laughs) to tell you the truth. And it is for all of us. It comes from our parents. So, but she's always, she's a happy person. She's very loving. She's very friendly. She's always having fun. You see her, you meet her. She's the sweetest person, the sweetest lady, the positive person that you could ever have in your life. And she will always be there for you. But when you get to know her at a deeper level, you can see that she is she's sometimes she's on a state of uneasiness like alert like oh my gosh what's gonna happen um well she gets scared really fast you know like if you if she doesn't see you and you walk behind her she'll kind of like jump out and I'm like oh my god what like why did you scare me and I'm like um no I didn't sorry I wasn't that wasn't my intention but I did <laughs> like I just wasn't thinking about it but she's always like that she can get freaked out even from my cats if they're jumping up up and around without her knowing that they're coming so always being on high alert it is a sign of unhealed trauma because we are always whatever might have happened in the past abusive behavior you know physical or emotional our mind is trying to even though you're staying in that place and you know that it's not safe so your mind is trying to look for a way to escape it's trying to find a way to stay safe Right. And so what's going to happen 10, 20, 30 years later, even though you're still safe, you're not in the same relationship, you're not with abusive people, you're not in that toxic environment. But your mind has been programmed to always feel that way, even if you are safe, even if now you are in a loving relationship, even if you are with your loving husband and kids in this beautiful home in which you are safe and taken care of, you have abundance, you have money, you have a house, you have uh, food. Well, it doesn't matter the present time When your mind, again, it is programmed to always think and believe that you are in danger, <clears throat> that bad things are going to happen that you're not going to have enough food that you're not going to be safe or protected so it's always going to be looking out for safety so if this is you pay attention there's something in there that you got to look into and heal because this is an unhealed trauma from the past and here's the thing too Please do not be afraid when I say look into it. you gotta face it. I know a lot of people get a little bit scared about it because they're like, "Oh, I just don't want to think about it. I want to forget about it. I don't want to deal with it. You know, honey, not dealing with it is just a temporary thing. At some point that trauma is gonna come back again and again. And not only that, but think about it. If you've been living with that for the last 34 years, I mean, what kind of life are you are you having in which you're always stressed out? You're always on the lookout. You're always, you know, looking for safety. Uh, what kind of life are you having when you're always pleasing people? When you're always putting yourself last? I mean, is that the kind of life you want to have? And you think that you deserve? So if you really want to change something about it, you got to go and see it and unmask it and really deal with it and heal it in a way that is, is little by little is going to get better. And I promise you, I promise you because I've been there. I have been there and sometimes I even wonder if I'm completely out of it. But to tell you the truth, I don't think we completely will be, but we will have a better way of managing the symptoms, which is being scared, being stressed out, having physical symptoms like pain, discomfort, headaches, can't sleep, can't eat, gaining weight. So we will have a better way of dealing with that. We, we will have better tools of dealing with all those symptoms, the side effects from the trauma. So really consider looking into this. And I'll tell you a little, a little bit more later. Okay, the next thing I want to say is that we put ourselves last. That's another sign in which we put ourselves last. So if you see yourself that you're always doing things for people, that you're always putting everybody else first, but you last, like really take, take note on that and really think, do you really deserve to put yourself last, to not have your needs met and you don't, you deserve it. You, you, you don't deserve to do that. You do deserve to have everything done for you, um, obviously by you first and put your needs first. Because you really got to take care of yourself and you really want to be the parent, the spouse, the girlfriend, the daughter, the mom that you want to be, that you deserve to be. And why do we put ourselves last? Why do we deprioritize our needs? Most likely again, because we don't think we're important. We don't think it matters. We don't think we matter. I had a woman before that she gave everything for everybody in her family, her circle of friends, her co-workers, everybody, even a stranger, like I think somebody, I remember asking her for something, um, I think it was a neighbor that she rarely knew and the neighbor needed a huge favor and so she had to cancel her own appointments or something that she had to go to do on the day for that neighbor who needed a favor. Um, and I think it cost her something, I can't remember. Not money, but it cost her like time and, and something that she had to do. But she just wasn't thinking her stuff was that important. She really felt like she had it was her responsibility to take care of everybody else, or in this case of that other person, the neighbor. So you got to really understand that you have to put yourself first. Oh yeah, so I was saying that People that do this is because, again, they don't think they're important. They think that their needs don't matter. And her experience from that, that client, it was that when she was a child, whenever she needed something, even as simple as getting a pen from the store, she, oh not a pencil, she had to do a work, uh, some w- school work, and she had to get a pencil from, she ran out of it, she had to get it from the store, and nobody was there to give it to, or to give her the money to go get it. And nobody helped her with it. I mean that's super silly and small, like as an adult, but looking back as a seven year old, that's big. That's really huge. Okay, so really pay attention to those things. And then um and I think I also talked about like needing to prove ourselves. If you really think that you always have to prove yourself, but because you feel that you're not good enough, because in a sense, it is good that we prove ourselves. We need evidence that we can do it. So we always try to prove ourselves that we can do it. But if it comes from a place of negativity, of lack, like, oh my gosh, I don't have what it takes. I gotta do it because I don't have it. I don't have, you know, whatever it might be that you want. If it comes from that space of scarcity, It really is a sign also of unhealed trauma because you're always trying to prove something. And then also this goes hand in hand with wanting validation. And I know people that always are seeking for validation from other people. And in order to do that, they have to work extra hard to prove those other people or prove themselves. But then what happens is they work so hard that, again, they don't take care of their own needs or that they don't make the best decisions because they are just acting out of impulse most of the time, or they're acting out of what they think the other person needs from them rather than what they need for themselves. And also, I talked about losing trust. That's a big one that I already talked about. Um, Trust in themselves, most importantly, and losing trust in others, not thinking that people care about them, And this is also big because it has to do, it will really affect every area in your life, your work, relationships, your interpersonal, intrapersonal. It will affect how you walk around in life, how you talk to people, how how people perceive you. Because when you don't trust others, you put a wall, you set up that wall and then you're not approachable. And people can feel that. People can feel energy. And they're not going to come close to you. Or maybe so you might, in a way, attract people that are mischievous, people that don't mean well, abusive people, narcissists, like we talked about. We are going to attract people that are going to take advantage of you. Because all of that can be perceived. It's all energy as well. So people can feel people's energy. And when people feel that you are putting up a wall, that you don't trust them, that you are... Um, somehow that you don't believe in yourself you don't think you're important that in an energy at the energy level people can perceive and the people that are not they don't they're not well intended and they want to take advantage of a a nice good soul like you they're gonna come to you and they're gonna put up this face they're gonna be what I call the uh, energy vampires because they they might be, you know, like friendly and nice and gorgeous or whatever. And the perfect friend, the perfect person, even family are like that. But yet you will believe it at first. But then at the some time, it's like, um, you know, there's something that is not quite right there and it's not for you to have around. OK, so. So I, I think I'm going to end right here. These are some of the things that I wanted to share as far as what are some of the signs of somebody who hasn't healed childhood trauma. So I hope that you took attention, you paid attention to some of the things that I talked about. If any of this resonated with you, I want you to know that you're not the only one. You're not alone. I know that everybody, at least everyone who I've talked to, even the best person, my even my coaches. And here's the thing. That actually, I think, really has to do with um, uh, with having trauma and being a successful person. Even my coaches, who are one of them, uh, no, two of them are multimillionaires. Okay, they have all the success, they have all the money they want to have from their business, their coaching business. Um, but also they have the worst childhood, according to them. Okay, I'm just repeating what they said. One of them was abusive, sexually abusive. She was 11 until she was 21 by her own. um, Well, yeah, I I can say it because she has spoken about it in her podcast, by her own family. And she's gone through a lot of trauma. She's gone through a lot in her life. She's my age. And yet she was able to, you know, to, move past it. It took her a long time and a lot of effort and a lot of pain, but she was able to go past it. And every now and then she'll still work around it. Okay. So I don't want you to to think that once you heal it, you're, you're just over it and never, ever going to look back. Hopefully we can look back and just see how far we have come and be good to ourselves. Be glad that we did it and be hopeful that we can still do the kind of work that is going to take us to a better place, to a different place than where we were before. I think that's the only time when we can actually look back at the trauma, okay, to be better. And so you're not alone, even to the best people, it has happened. And here's the thing. And this is what I want to share. Even though a lot of us have gone through a lot of traumatic experience, and we think that um, we are broken, or there's something wrong with us, there is never wrong with us. And if anything, you can use that and do something better, something good, something you can use that to send a message. Whether it is in, you know, like, Maybe like me, if you want to be a coach and teach other people how to get over those, those challenges or even in your own life to yourself or your family or friends or even the perspective that you will have about life is going to change. Once you start changing yourself, your perspective is going to change and you will become a different, better person and you'll carry yourself in a different way that is already going to start creating change around you. And in a way, you may not be aware of it. You're also helping other people just by being your true self, the one that you were always meant to be, okay? So always trust that, always trust it that you're here on a mission, that you're here to be the best person you can be. And sometimes what it takes is just going back a little bit to that trauma from the past and heal it little by little, be better at it, be okay in facing it and saying, you know what, that was in the past and I'm not that person anymore. I'm not seven years old anymore. I don't need those those false beliefs that maybe at some point they were required for whatever crazy reason. I don't need it because now I'm in my 40s. I am successful, I am independent. I depend on myself and I can do something about it. It is really your choice. You can choose to be that person. And you can choose to step out of being a victim because I know a lot of us are. and many times we didn't know about it until maybe now since you listened to the to the podcast episode. So how do you how do you heal from it? Well, number one, and I've talked about it in this episode or before we can work together if you want, I can help you at the subconscious level, working with the mind. Because again, if this whole thing started in our minds, it can all quote unquote end with our mind, working the mind reprogramming our beliefs, setting up new, better, different beliefs that are more expansive, more positive, more successful, more, there will be more truth to you because it is you at your whatever age you are right now who wants it to be that way. Because if you think about it from zero to 10 years old when those beliefs were created, like was that your intention? Let's say if it is, I'm not important. Do you really want it to have that belief? Like, maybe take take a few minutes and think, uh, when you were two years old, when you were five or maybe eight years old, like at some point you were sitting or playing with your cars or with your dolls and you were like, wait a minute, I don't think I want to be important. From now on, I don't want to believe that I am important. I'm going to believe that I'm not, that nobody cares about me. Do you really think that was your intention? I don't think so. I don't think anybody wants to consciously think and believe that way. So... Because it wasn't something that you did in a conscious level, that it was just created in the background from, again, the experiences that you were having, from the things that were said around you. And you were picking that information up to create that belief. Well, now, in this time, in this present moment, in your 40s, 50s, 30s, it doesn't matter. Now you have the choice to create a better belief that is going to work for you. And you also have the choice to delete, erase, to work around that belief, quote unquote, the the example is I'm not important. I'm not lovable. I'm not enough. So it is really your choice. So how do you do that? I told you many times and I'm repeating it again. We can work together. I can help you with that. We can go into a session. Or a few sessions if it, it is required, and I can help you to work at that subconscious level to reprogram that belief and set up new beliefs. We'll we'll get on a phone call. I'm gonna have a, an assessment in it, in exactly what it is that you need. I'm gonna talk to you about it, and then in the session itself, um, we'll we'll go in we'll go back to. And here's the thing: don't be afraid because people think they're a little bit um. nervous when it comes to hypnosis which is what I do Uh, this is one of the tools that I use and that is going back to a past belief to assess what happened don't be scared because I'm not going to do anything that you don't want me to do or really I'm not doing anything it is you who will do in a lot of the talking and it is really your subconscious mind and if there's anything you don't want to share you won't share it you're never ever losing control you're always in control of the session. All right, so if you're interested, there is a link down below in which I'll be putting up, um, uh, you can put in your information, set up a time to schedule an appointment with me if you want to have a first consultation, free consultation call, and we can talk about it, and then I can tell you more about what goes on in the session and what it is that you're getting out of it, which will be having a recording to listen to. (laughs) <laughs> excuse me, to listen to for 21 days. And then you'll have another another call with me after as a follow-up. And then we can discuss after that what else happens, okay? So I really, really send you so much love, compassion, and attention because really you do deserve to have the best life because you were designed to have that. It is your mission. It is your purpose. In however crazy a way you're getting to it, it is for you to do it all right and have whatever it is that you want to have love happiness and health all right love you all and see you guys on the other side